Welcome to Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. Now, the name of our program might be a bit unconventional, but for that better, so is our approach. We'll discuss traditional and alternative practices and therapies designed to improve and maintain the health of your best friends, your pets. With the ideas discussed on the show today, your pets could live longer and healthier lives. Now, here is Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. Everybody, nice to see you with us again. I'm Kristen Carlson here with Dr. Jim Carlson, the owner of Riverside Animal Clinic and Holistic Center, McHenry, Illinois, and we're now located at the Healthy Pet Lifestyle Center. We're still under construction right behind us here in our new 10,000 square foot facility. The facility, um, it was an old car dealership, so we've had to do some rearranging to put in a daycare, um, an indoor dog park, which isn't probably going to be open yet because of COVID. Um, and then also our clinic with our holistic pet store. And then we're putting in a little gym and swim. So that'll be really fun for all the dogs and everything. We have a couple special little animal guests here today too, which we'll, we'll get to after the break. I think they're doing something right now. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> really cute. <laughs> okay. So um, the COVID-19 situation, um, we just want to update everybody on that. So COVID-19 is hard to get for animals. It is. You become exposed to COVID, but they can't really, it's not easy for them to get COVID. And it's not easy for them to spread it. All right. So they're not going to give it to anybody. So they're not going to give it to anybody. It's a lot harder Mostly. That's, however, a little bit different because cats can actually get the virus. They, was it, I read that they shed the virus. What is the difference? Between well, spreading it and shedding it, isn't that the same thing? Well, they can shed the virus, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give the virus to each other or they're going to give the virus to someone else. Okay. So they can shed it. So, it so it our better. audio is cutting in and out a little bit. We're going to get on the phone here with uh, Voice America, our producer, and um, talk to them for a second, try to fix this, and we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to holisticvetadvice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Hi, everybody. I'm Kristen Carlson here with Dr. Jim Carlson, Holistic Vet Advice Radio Show. Um... 
So we've been talking a little bit about the valid client-patient relationship and what that means to telemedicine. And for our telemedicine clients, that's somebody you typically see, you've had a relationship with, you know them, you know their pet pretty well. So telemedicine, that's kind of like what that is. There is tele-advice, <laughs> according to the ABMA. These are people that you don't have a valid client-patient relationship with. Yeah, and those would be kind of general topics, like if, if a client calls us mm-hmm. and asks, you know, uh, I'm, I'm deciding on two different doctors, what would you recommend? That's general advice that you can find on Google or you can find anywhere else, so that's important. Okay. Um, but if you're giving medical advice, medical advice is a different story. If they say, well, my pet has diarrhea, how should I treat it? That's not tele-advice, that's telemedicine. Okay. Tele-advice is just saying, how much should I feed my pet? How much water should my pet drink? Um, should I give my, uh, is this heartworm prevention particular one? Do I give it once a month? Then that's general advice. Okay. So that's tele-advice. All right. Okay. So, uh, interesting there. So just, you know, be patient uh, right now if you're looking for telemedicine, tele-advice, all of those things. Um, but at least there's a lot of options for people uh, in this uh, time. And if, you're, mm-hmm. if you have COVID, find somebody else to take care of your pet or just, like, don't cuddle and don't snuggle and, you know, just kind of try not to give it to your dog. <laughs> That's right. Just take, you know, still again, just common sense. General advice is just using common sense when, when exposed or if you're worried about exposure, um, fortunately, the pets aren't getting the virus like we expected. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Ferris and things like that, too, but the jury's still out on what's going on with our pets. But, um, you know, obviously, wash your hands, wear a mask, mm-hmm. you know, stay out of too many, you know, areas where there's a lot of people. You know, it's just general advice. Anytime, and we do that, too, if, they, if you're sick at school or something so like that. So what do you do if you have, like, a dog who's a super social animal, they can't wait to go outside and walk every day, they want to run around, they want to play with other dogs. What do people do now? Well, the, dogs? The, the virus is less, it, it, it's going to be less cohesive outside because usually a virus co, you know, will be a higher accumulation inside a building. So being outside in a, in a park or a place where there's an open area, mm-hmm. Um, they can still play together because they're not going to give the virus to each other. The owners should have social distancing, you know, six feet apart, um, but they're allowing a few small groups to come together. So mm-hmm. as long as they're not too close together. And dog daycares have opened up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dog daycares have opened up. You know, the, some of the dog parks have opened up. So it allows them to, to be able to give their pets some exercise because um, they're going to get stir crazy. They're going to get a housebound just like we do. They want to get outside and do something different. Okay. Um, so don't leave your dog home all the time. This is a question that has been posed so many times by so many people. We've all been home so much more. And a lot of things about the schedule change. Like if you were using a crate before, you may you probably haven't been using it because you've been home. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you have this crate trained, it might be a different story now. Um, what should you do? I mean, there's so many things that 
happened before when people were working and the change is obviously so different for the weekend and for, the, you know, obviously the social distancing time. It was like a permanent weekend, basically, for dogs. So how do you get back into a structured schedule? Well, the good news is... Is your dog going to go crazy? Not necessarily. If they're they're a balanced, healthy dog, they should be able to handle multiple social situations. Um, If your pet has not been well, it may be more difficult for them to handle, especially if they have Cushing's disease or or a thyroid disease or something like that, which would interrupt their normal stress levels, they might have a harder time, you know, getting, having you leave or having you be home. But if your pet is balanced, they should be able to handle that situation. But just like any other training, you you have to realize, okay, this is going to take a little time, usually on average about a couple weeks for them to adjust to a new situation. Mm -hmm. Owners have come in and talked to me about it and said, well, now I'm going to be going back to work. My pet has social anxiety. I'm worried they're going to start having some problems. So we can start with uh, just some natural herbs, like rescue remedy, for example. Uh, we can start with... Is uh, that a box flower? It's a box flower remedy. Okay. Uh, it helps with relaxation. Um, using uh, magnesium. On the rescue with- remedy, though, you want to get the dog version, not the human version, because that has alcohol. Right. They make a dog and they make an animal version of that without alcohol. And that's important. That's right. Is alcohol hard on their internal organs? Well, at the, at the level that they're really using, probably not. Because you're talking about maybe 15 drops, so probably not going to bother them. But, but anytime you can use glycerol instead, it's going to be, instead of alcohol, Okay. Uh, right. it's going to be safer for them. All right. Or so you can use it, you can boil it off, too. Oh, you can? You can boil the alcohol off, just <laughs> put the bottle in some boiling water and put it off. Really? Okay. Um, so besides the rescue remedy, what else is there? Well, magnesium is a, it's another really good uh, vitamin um, or mineral, I should say, that's helpful to reduce anxiety. Uh, B vitamins are mm-hmm. really important to reduce anxiety as well, so you want to make sure that they're on a, a good balanced vitamin and mineral schedule. But there are drugs that we can use to help them, you know, cope with some of those things that the, maybe the herbs or natural remedies aren't taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, for example, alprazolam has been used for social anxiety. The nice thing about alprazolam is you can use it for just when you need it. They don't have to be on it for long mm-hmm. periods of time. Yeah, you're not taking a pill every day right. or having it build up in the system or right. anything like that. And so, you know, you can just give it for a few days. Alprazolam is Xanax? Is that the brand name? Brand name is Xanax, yeah. Brand name is Xanax. So Xanax, Xan your dog. Xan your dog, yeah. Xan equals Xan. But use it for short periods of time. I mean, I'm a holistic doctor, but at the same time, if they're really in a social pinch and they're having a lot of problems, you know, you have to go to a drug for short term to get them more relaxed. Yeah, okay. So... You should be doing that today and not tomorrow and not Saturday morning <laughs> if you're looking at July 4th activities, right? Right. You, okay. you want to make sure you talk to your veterinarian ahead of time, make sure you have the products available. You know, but use multiple products. You can, you can use the vitamins and minerals and some of the herbs with the alprazolam. You know, so my best advice if they don't mind having a thunder shirt on, giving them some B vitamins, 
and maybe having a prescription of alprazolam if you think that there's going to be something that's going to be a little bit too much for your pet. Could you pick up the kitten? The kitten is here. It's our kitten, Chucky. Oh, I think he's run off. Yeah, he took off. (laughs) (laughs) You can probably hear him meowing in the background. He is so sweet. We'll actually put some more pictures of Chucky up on our... um, We had a a litter of three purebred Persian kittens, if you remember those... uh, few months ago, it was actually in March, they were born at the clinic, <laughs> Chucky was the last one, and ah, he was so cute, we could get rid of him, so here he goes. <laughs> yeah, he had to be hand-delivered yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm very proud to say the other two uh, kitties went uh, to absolutely stellar homes, so we're so excited uh, that they all worked out. Oh, you're climbing, Chucky. Hi, buddy. All right, anyway, so um, we'll... We'll uh, put some pictures on our Facebook page, and if you have questions, you can also ask us on our Facebook page, which is Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice, and uh, you can also reach out to us at RiversideAnimalClinic.net, which is our um, website. Uh, also, um, one of the other, I'm sorry, I'm distracted because I know the cat, oh, yes, you did jump over here, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, we did a long way to go. Um, so that's where we'll put Chucky's picture because he's adorable. All right, so um, cleaning products at home. Okay, so yesterday I went in and I was kind of looking through like what other veterinary practice managers were doing as far as cleaning products in the office because our cleaning has been, of course, way ramped up, especially when it comes to doors, it comes to um, door handles, uh, you know, the whole facing and the, and the back side of the door. Tables, everything, chairs, like those things have to be cleaned every time someone comes in and out of a room. And a lot of people are using the really heavy-duty stuff, which actually we used to use that. And then it made everybody stop because, you know, there's, some, there's an impact on your lungs. And, I, you know, want my workers to be healthy and safe as possible. But with those impacts on the lungs, I can only imagine how animals who are you know, they're stepping on cleaning products, their feet are on the floor, they're licking things, they're on tables. Chucky's running across my laptop right now. <laughs> um, but using like a foam quaternary uh, detergent and a like heavy-duty virus killer, I don't normally use that stuff. So I kind of don't know what I'm doing when it comes to animals. Well, for... Really, for daily use, we want to use something that's a lot safer. So, say, 50% apple cider vinegar and water with some lemon in it. Uh, For daily use on the counters, it's very good antibacterial. It's very safe for the pets to breathe. It's very safe for yourself. Uh, But maybe do a heavy cleaning once every, you know, once a week or or even every two weeks with some of the heavier products if you're worried. Uh, but you don't want to necessarily use that on a daily use basis because... Um, inside your home. Inside your house. You would know. I mean, like... Right. Right. About the... You know, if you had COVID or something like that, you would kind of... I mean, you may not know you were carrying it or something, but you'd know your risk of it. Right. Because these... You know, What's the, the effect on the animal of those? Well, first of all, contact. Like you mentioned, you know, we... When we're cleaning the house, we're not necessarily barefoot, right? We got slippers on or where we got shoes on, mm-hmm. so we're not putting our bare feet into that chemical. They are. You know, if they walk across that, they're putting their bare feet on the chemical. Uh, cats often, because they're fastidious cleaners, like Chucky here, you know, when he's licking his paws, he's going to be ingesting that. So that can have an effect on their, not only the respiratory tract, it can cause skin irritation, and then 
So, of course, it, when they're ingesting it, it can cause gastrointestinal irritation. It can affect the kidneys and liver. Um, sometimes having the product set, setting down there in the, in the uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the... That happened to us once. Like a pail, you get the pet right. licking that. But do you remember, like, we had a clinic cat, and somebody who didn't know better, a, a worker, you know, accidentally left out a detergent, and she left some items, like uh, some, they were the ear, what are those called? Ear scope? Yeah, uh, ear scope. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she left it out, and one of our clinic cats drank that one time, and he almost died. It was bad. Yeah, it really hurt his kidneys. You have so. to be careful. But yeah. the regular household cleaners should be good enough at this point. Yeah. Probably. Okay. And then your advice. I mean, tell me, you had other animals that came in mysteriously sick or mysteriously, why are these paws all broken out? It's dog only this paws alone. Aren't those some of the things you've seen out of um, just even normal everyday cleaning deter- detergents, normal things like bleach? Right. Yeah, because they, and, and that's some of the questions we ask the clients to be sure that we don't overlook that question and all this. Have you been cleaning more often than usual? Or have you been using cleaning products? Because uh, we often don't realize that they've actually been exposed to it. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a little break. And when we return, we're going to talk about some of the benefits of apple cider vinegar. We're going to talk about uh, fireworks anxiety. And the top place to get hookworms, it's actually a pretty big deal, and you're going to want to hear this. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to holisticvetadvice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Hi, I'm Kristen Carlson here with Dr. Jim Carlson, Riverside Animal Clinic and Holistic Center of McHenry, Illinois. That's located in the far northwest Chicago suburbs. Uh, we are now located also at the Healthy Pet Lifestyle Center. It's our new center uh, for all things pet, basically, uh, daycare. Uh, we also have an indoor dog park we're developing, a new holistic pet store that's in the works right now. We've got a lot of new product in. Uh, one of those products is pretty cool. It's actually called July 3rd, which I think is so cute. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> July 3rd. You all know what that means. <laughs> That's for sure. And, uh, the it's AVMA the season. Came, it is. Uh, the AVMA came out with a, a nice release on a list of ways to help keep the pets calm during these loud events. And uh, with inevitable fireworks more than a week away, many, uh, less than a week away now, I mean, it's yeah. coming right up. Uh, we've got a few things uh, related to the, the fireworks and First of all, first of all, I have seen complaint after complaint by pet owners on Facebook pages. You know, like the local town groups and stuff. By the way, have you noticed that mm-hmm. people? You know, it's going off at four thirty in the morning, but that means your dog may have a reaction until six thirty in the morning, right? That's right. I mean, they that reaction can go on for hours. Uh, a lot of times, when they become anxious, it can take them many hours to come down again because of the epinephrine and the adrenaline that's going on. Um, that's where the medications can sometimes help it because uh, things like alprazolam for sure is, is um, alprazolam can be, if given a half hour before, it can, it can take off, you know, it can keep that threshold down so they don't reach that, that red zone where they're just totally anxious mm-hmm. and they, they get destructive, they, they, you try to pet them, you try to console them, they won't settle down. Uh, that's where the medication can come in on daily use of magnesium and B vitamins as well uh, during this time can be also helpful, as I mentioned. Um, make sure they're getting exercise. You know, a tired dog is less likely to be anxious, so getting the dogs out and exercising, uh, you know, in, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, kind of deflating them and uh, helping the pets to get through it is on a daily basis just playing a low level of fireworks. You can get it on Google uh, or YouTube or something like that on a stereo. Just play it at a very low level, like um, like on number one or two, just so they can hear it. Oh, really? Um, and eventually conditions them to not notice it. Hmm. Um, also doing pleasant things during that time that they like, you know, so playing ball, uh, going out for a walk, uh, those things can be helpful to deflate that anxiety. Yeah, well, it's very destructive, too. We had a dog who was about 18 pounds. He took down a door. He went through the drywall. He would run away if he heard something like that. So there is an expense associated with this thunderstorm. Well, his was thunderstorm and fireworks anxiety. But it's, it's, it can get really expensive. It adds up. He ripped things up. His comfort, for some reason, was laying behind the toilet. I'm not sure why, what that does for them. But have you had other pets that did that stuff too? Yeah, it seems like, especially during that time, uh, the electrical activity can, can be different, especially during thunderstorms and, and fireworks. Um, and it seems like water can be an electrical deflator for that. Okay. Some pets gravitate towards the bathroom, 
towards where the toilet is or sometimes jump in the bathtub and be near, next to the faucet. Um, kind of a buffering yeah. of the sound of fireworks? Buffers the sound, but also it buffers the electricity mm-hmm. okay. of that sound. So there's also um, a few products made, which I think July 3rd is <laughs> probably pretty appropriate. We haven't actually tried this product yet, but I cannot wait until it comes in. Um, there's also um, a thunder shirt. Would that help during a fireworks situation? I think so. It, it, How does that work anyway? Well, it, it, animals like, you know, especially dogs, like the den. So having something in a, in a, a quiet space or a smaller space, so it, it seems to stand the reason that a, a thunder shirt or something that hugs them would make them feel more comforted. And uh, especially those dogs that I ask the clients, you know, when they get anxious, they tend to cling to you and they tend to run away. Especially if they cling to you, a thunder shirt is great. Most oftentimes that'll work 100%. The ones that seem to run away from you, uh, it can still help. It may not be as effective. Okay. And there's always conventional medicine. And if you have a dog that's as crazy as the one that we have, <laughs> his name was Doppler. He was terrified of thunderstorms. But, um, you know, conventional medicine, you just can't beat it. No, it's definitely for the emergency situation. That Do you, you still prescribe acepromazine? You know, it, it, there's still a lot of folks that, that ask for acepromazine. It's still a fairly effective product. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the you know the, the you know, prescribing of, of Xanax and, and Trazodone, uh, those products can be more effective for those trouble dogs. If it's just light anxiety, acepromazine seems to do a nice job. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds uh, it sounds like some good advice. But like we said, do it today. Uh, <laughs> don't wait until it's too late um, with your with your anxiety problems. You know, the thing is, uh, if your state has legal fireworks. Um, that you can pretty much shoot off anywhere or anytime and you don't need any kind of uh, permit or anything for, then you're going to be facing this problem very frequently. So you probably really do need to talk to your vet about what you're going to do. I really like this concept, though, of playing these low-level sounds um, and seeing if that would, over time, how long do you think it takes for them to kind of get it? Roughly about two to four weeks. Okay. But on a, you know, and you can gradually go a little bit higher, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously you, you would want to start this earlier than this week. You know, <laughs> you want to start sometime in January. Start now for next year. Yeah, start now for next year would be great <laughs> because obviously you want to give conditioning time because conditioning is important. <laughs> So at least a, a good two weeks of conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Started sooner than, I don't know, today. So, all right. Well, um, it turns out that hookworms are a disgusting little problem that has become a big problem in Des Moines, Iowa. So uh, the Companion Animal Parasite Council has a uh, press release. I'm going to read a little bit of that to you. says the recent out- outbreak of COVID-19 with its animal origin has made people actually aware of the close relationship between animal and human health and the need to regularly monitor diseases at a local level. While in Des Moines, they are the number one state uh, town for canine and feline hookworm infections. Those can actually be lethal, particularly for puppies and kittens. 
In May, um, it was Des Moines, Santa Rosa, California, Corpus Christi, Columbus, Georgia, Spokane, San Jose, Colleen, Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, and Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now, hookworms are kind of gross. Like, you get them from walking around. You get them in your skin. That's right. It's a condition called larval migrin. So it can crawl through your skin and eventually... This isn't just limited to dogs, by the way. This is also you. Yeah, you can also, especially young children who play in parks and places like that that... uh, or, or sandboxes and, and, you know, make mud pies and stuff like that. Uh, they can crawl through the skin. It's called larval migrants. Uh, those larvae tend to gravitate toward the GI tract and eventually uh, inhabit the GI tract and lay eggs. The problem with hookworms is you're not going to see that worm in the stool. They're microscopic. Um, if you look at them on electron micrograph, um, they look like a, like a sea monster. <laughs> they have these big, nasty teeth, and they launch themselves into the intestinal tract. Oh, that's gross. The problem with puppies is it mimics parvovirus. It looks exactly like parvo. Well, here, that's one of the things they said. In dogs, the hookworm infection may include dark, tarry diarrhea, anemia, loss of appetite, weight loss, and skin lesions. Uh, puppies infected with hookworms are at a greater risk due to blood loss. Mm-hmm. So all of those things do sort of mimic parvovirus virus symptoms. Exactly. So they can obviously become anemic and dehydrated and depleted so they can get secondary infection. And like you said, it can be lethal to them. So uh, the, the first prevention, obviously when you get that first puppy, is they should have several dewormings spaced about two weeks apart. And uh, the good news is if you're using a heartworm prevention, it does have the, and the dewormer in it. So every time you give that once a month, you're deworming them. Well, that's kind of my question. It's like, that is always in there. That yeah. medication is always in there. So if these towns have a higher level of hookworms, are they not using prevention? That would be my assumption, or my first question is, are they using a monthly prevention? Right, that's what I, that's what I wonder. Because too. you can start the monthly prevention as early as eight weeks in puppies and yeah. kittens, too. Yeah, know. okay. All so, right. And they, these come in oral or topical, <laughs> like Revolution will... In, in Revolution isn't covered or labeled for hookworms, but it's an FDA-approved product, so it gets 98% of them. Mm-hmm. So and to be FDA-approved, it's got to be 100%, so they couldn't put it on the label. So even Revolution will handle that. So what do the skin lesions look like? Well, they, they can look like a rash, but, um, you know, with the, the CAPC and uh, the CDC put these photos up on, uh, on uh, Google and stuff like that, is that you'll see... These little red lines, they look like little travel lines. Like a little thread or something? Almost like a little thread, and it's, it's a travel path for that worm as it's going through. Uh, you can see it on uh, the, the face or the arms or the feet. Oh, um, wow. In dogs, you won't see that. It's very rare because, obviously, they have so much fur. Uh, a lot thicker skin than we do. And, um, so, but it can uh, appear as a rash or foot swelling. Um, and, uh, and also itching. So we, ha- we can't neglect um, a scratching dog or a scratching cat as maybe having parasites. Okay. The recent study shows a 47% increase in the number of canine heartworm or hookworm cases in the U.S. from 2012 to 2018, um, with the CAPC maps reporting 212,000 positive cases of canine hookworm infections 
nationwide, and that was two years ago. So could have gained a little since then. That's for sure. And it's, it's a surprising number, Yeah, as you mentioned, with the uh, use of monthly prevention. So the, the concern would be, too, is that are we developing resistance to these products? But it, oh, it doesn't mention okay. that these pets are on prevention. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. From a holistic standpoint, you know, there are all kinds of different worms out there and parasites. What could you do holistically? A lot of people will say things like diametaceous earth. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I get a little mixed up sometimes. Diametaceous earth could be helpful in treating parasite cases. Yes or no? Well, the, the thing about holistic products for parasites is that they've never been researched to give us the exact amount and, 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 you know, how often we should treat them with the product. Okay. You know, these are, you know, passed down from person to person as far as, well, I've used this much, I've used this much. So it's sort of like a recipe. Okay. So we don't have the exact amount. So you want to use any holistic product in conjunction with a, a standard prevention. You don't okay. want to use that exclusively. But diatomaceous earth, um, you know, a small amount of, of psyllium in the diet is good. Um, is that like Metamucil? Metamucil. Okay. Um, psyllium is, is in some of the, the intestinal diets. Uh, what does that do? Well, what it does is it helps to scrape the mucus lining of the GI tract. Okay. Uh, pumpkin seeds, um, especially in, in small amounts. Uh, pumpkin itself. Not the pie. Pumpkin pie filling with the regular just pumpkin? Right, regular okay. pumpkin. Sweet yeah. potato is actually pretty good too. And and um, what they do is is actually do that too. That fiber helps to keep that mucus lining clean. Oh. And that's where most of those parasites are sitting in that mucus lining, and it helps to scrape really? away some of that, that oh, first layer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's so easy to throw like a sweet potato in the crock pot in the morning, mm-hmm. well, because they're huge, so by the time you get done with work, they're yeah. finally done, but, um, and you could just cut that up for a couple of days. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, apple cider vinegar. Here we go. It's very, very good as an antiparasitic. Tell us about your, oh, oh sorry. Okay. But the, the funny thing I, I want to mention, just before we go into apple cider vinegar, is that parasites are predators. So a healthy pet, it's really hard to parasitize a healthy pet. Mm-hmm. I see that time and time again. Uh, one of our technicians even said that, you know, I had 10 of my German shepherds went into the woods and one was loaded with ticks, the others weren't. They went to the same spot. They said that, that pet probably doesn't feel well. It ran some blood work, sure enough, it had a, an infection. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Good so, timing then. So keep your pet healthy, you know, regular checkups, regular prevention, you're not going to really have to worry about parasites. Pretty, they're pretty easy to kill off and prevent. People get really touchy about the prevention. I would just say, um, you know, we use prevention on all of our animals because I don't want to end up having them get sick, and I don't want to get sick from them. But, you know, some people, you know, you just see the stories all the time on the Internet and everything about prevention, and it's bad, don't use it. But I don't know. I guess I'm kind of... Not really. I'm not even really on the fence on prevention. I'm into prevention. Right. It, because, it, you know, there's a myth about toxicity. These products have been, um, they're tested at, you know, 10, 15 times the dose and showed no problem at all. 
So they're not top And they're extensively system. tested. And they're too. extensively tested in order and to be And some of them so. have even, I mean, some of them have been around forever, like ivermectin. Right. Um, that's a, something you use in the practice all the time, ivermectin. Um, it's in a skin cream now. Don't go to Tractor Supply and buy ivermectin for horses and use it on your face. <laughs> so right. it's, it's to help combat rosacea. But they're... And then ivermectin was even kicked around as something to be used for COVID-19. So um, don't do that either. Like, you don't want to go and deworm yourself with ivermectin. But, I mean, it's been used to it's been used to deworm populations of people. Right. It's been used, not ivermectin, but some of those flea and tick medications are actually coming from the military. Um, stuff that people have, you know, soaked their entire military outfit in. And um, then, you know, had to wear it in, like, a really mosquito-y, swampy place. Um, and, they, I mean, people have fought wars in, in using some of those things that you're putting on your animal. And I guess that that can be kind of scary, but it depends on, you know, your risk. It depends on your population of animals. Um, you know, and, and like, you know, but our area is pretty heavily... Um, infested with deer ticks, and, you know, we go to Wisconsin, there's a ton of Lyme disease, deer ticks there. Um, I think I read a study, didn't we read that study that said 70 to 90% of dogs actually carried Lyme disease mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. A lot of them were asymptomatic for it. Right. But, you know, the fact of the matter is I don't want anybody in our family to get those infections. So I guess that's why I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm into the parasite prevention, and I wasn't before, but now that I've really educated and really looked into it a lot, I, I get it, yeah. you know. Because the parasites are far more lethal than the, the chemicals will ever be. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so right. you don't want to really be fighting against them because they've been around. Well, they they discovered dinosaurs had ticks, so. Did they really? They found a dinosaur and they found some ticks beside it. So, you know, they've been around for a millennial. I wonder how big it was. Some kind of big, giant dinosaur tick. I would assume. I guess. So, tell us a little bit. We've been kicking around the apple cider vinegar. Now, a lot of people um, have talked about apple cider vinegar as a potential for helping your pet avoid fleas. So, if you're not into the prevention that's cool. I, I got you. This is something that a lot of anecdotal evidence is out there on the Internet that people just say, hey, I spray this on my dog before we go outside. It's good. I give it to my dog in water. What are the benefits of apple cider vinegar? It's sort of like WD-40. It has a million uses. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can use – it's been around forever, uh, but the, the – it's funny, it's just a it's really simple process. Crushed apples, add some yeast, add some bacteria, let it go for a while, let it ferment, and you get vinegar or okay. acetic acid is what the main ingredient is. Um, the pH is somewhere around 2 to 3. I think in some studies, maybe 3 to 4%. Okay. Um, if you've forgotten uh, your... Um, I don't know, seventh grade science like I have, what does that mean? It's, that's like acid. Yeah, Perfect. more acid. So seven is neutral. Our our blood pH is around 7.3 to 7.4. So we're pretty okay. neutral acid All right. um, in, in order to keep things balanced. But if you go over seven, it's going to be more basic. Okay. So like... Uh, alkaline? Right, more okay. alkaline. 
so bicarbonate is more basic, acids more like vinegar. Okay. More like vinegar. So I got a bottle of Mother Bragg's here. They call it apple cider vinegar with the mother. And the mother is really important because a, a lot of the commercial vinegars will be clear because it doesn't have the mother in it. And that's okay. It's still a very good cleaning product. But What's the mother mean? Well, the, the mother is that during the fermentation process, uh, what makes Mother Bragg's cloudy is the mother's in there. It has its pro little strings of protein, enzymes, and minerals. Uh, and it's very useful. So when you look at the, the bottom of a Mother Bragg's bottle, you'll see stuff floating around in there. And you think, ooh, is that spoiled? No, that's, that's actually very beneficial. You see that little string right there. Oh, yeah, you see stuff in the bottom of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's called the mother. Now, you can actually take the mother and, you know, that's kind of the, the next culture for the next round or next batch of apple cider okay. vinegar. But if you, and you can mm. ingest it straight. Most pets don't like to take that straight. Yeah, that's, Usually that's a Usually add it with water. Okay. So if you put water in it like I have here, a mixture of half apple cider vinegar and half water, obviously it'll clear it up quite a bit. That brings the pH to about four to five. Okay. And that makes a perfect ear wash. Okay. Mouthwash. At home. Ear cleaning solution? At home ear cleaning solution. You'd want to use distilled water, though, or something pure, right? Right. It's, and then you'd want to maybe keep this in the fridge? You don't necessarily have to. Um, oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, most of the time, if you put it in the fridge, it'll be a little bit cooler. If you do, go ahead and warm it up before you put it in the pet's ear. But room temperature's fine. Um, after a while, you, especially with mother rags, you know, with the mother in there, you might see some floaties in there. And it doesn't mean it's going bad because this stuff is going to sit there forever. I mean, you're, this is never going to go bad. The dinosaurs had mother bread. Right, the dinosaur probably probably found a bottle of mother bread. <laughs> so if you were, okay, so a 50-50, you either want to boil the water or have distilled water on hand. So that was yeah. really pure and you're not infecting, you know, your animals, anything that sits around water-wise. Right. So... And you can drink that. I you mean, just stick it in their ear? Like, how much do you put in there? Just fill it up, you know, so it starts pouring out, and then just squish it around, wipe it out. Um, let them shake their head. Let them shake their head. If you have a severe, you know, if that's just some brown wax or you just want a general cleaner. Now, if they're really red and irritated, you don't necessarily want to put that in there because it's no, really it more acidic. It might hurt. But for a general cleaner, it works great. Yeah. We have a new... Um, bunch of products coming out. One of them is an ear cleaner that's no alcohol and it doesn't hurt when you put it in. So if you're, if you, you know, we'll, we'll be having that uh, on our website and everything. Mm -hmm. So that uh, is coming out pretty soon with our own custom brand on it. Um, so the range of things you can use this for, for dogs, you just add it into their water? You can add it in the water, use it as a mouthwash. Um, you can... Yeah. Would they do that? Yeah. Still, still. Like this, this is a little squirt bottle, right. you just squirt it in the mouth. So it's basically, you put it in like a ketchup bottle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like the tot, the kind you have like at the school lunchroom with the oh. squirty thing on the top, you know, like the pointed end. Ketchup bottle. Yeah, kind of something like that. I think you can get it at the Dollar Tree for like a buck. Right. But you, the same as human and, and pet benefits, uh, first of all, is just general health. Uh, the second of all is that weight loss. You can actually use it for weight loss. It gives them a feeling of fullness, mm -hmm. so it, it helps with metabolism. 
Um, it helps to alkalinize them, surprisingly, when they're, because their body will adjust to the pH mm-hmm. and create a more alkaline environment. Mm-hmm. Um, great for diabetes. It's been shown to... Why? Well, the apple cider vinegar, once it's ingested, will use up some of that sugar in the GI tract first before it's absorbed. Okay. Okay. Um, so it, it stabilizes blood sugar? Yeah, it stabilizes blood okay. sugar. Ah, interesting. Been, uh, there's actually been human studies on it that showed that you know, they reduced blood sugar by up to 31% after taking apple cider vinegar. So really? There's a lot of good benefits to diabetes. Um, antibacterial. So if you got the dog that has a smelly mouth or yeasty feet, yeasty yes, ears. the yeasty feet. Yeasty oh, booty. I get that complaint so yeah. often. What, is that what makes them smell like Fritos? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the yeast. <laughs> And you can you can spray that on those areas and it's it's great. Um, it's great for for people who have acid foot and uh, foot fungus. All right, <laughs> <laughs> kind of gross. But it's, yeah. it's great and a and a bacterial. All right, good. Uh, lastly, heart health lowers triglycerides and cholesterol. Okay. Uh, great for pets who have hypothyroid. Do dogs have to worry about cholesterol? They do, especially if they're hypothyroid. Their cholesterol goes up, and so. Oh, really? Okay. can help with their metabolism. All right. Very good. So everybody's going to be doing that. Can you spray that, like, on a dog bed or something to kind of freshen it up? Mm-hmm. Would something like that work? Yeah. Okay. And you can use it as a cleaner. You know, we're talking about cleaners. So, like I said, it's like WD-40. <laughs> it's got a million uses. It's got a million uses. <laughs> and you like the unfiltered kind with the, yeah. whatever the mother is. With the mother. Still, still not quite onto that, but I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I know it when I see it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, we're excited to be back on uh, Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice. If you have questions, be sure to get with us at holisticvetadvice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear what's on your mind, and some of the things that uh, Dr. Carlson can answer for you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening this week to Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson, again next Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now go make some time with your best friend.